This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where you can always find great suggestions for your next audiobook. I'm Robin Witten, editor of Audiophile, and this week we are focused on our selections of 2021's best audiobooks. In this special episode today, we'll talk about the history and biography audiobooks that we've chosen as best of the year. These titles give a range of topics of interesting nonfiction listing, and we also have a special guest, narrator Louis Ozawa. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Before we talk to Louis, let me share our best audiobooks in history and biography. 400 Souls, edited by Ibram X. Kendi, Keisha N. Blaine, and read by J.D. Jackson, Kevin R. Free, January Lavoie, Robin Miles, Dion Graham, Angela Y. Davis, Nicole Hannah-Jones, and a full cast. Somerset by Philip Goodrich, read by Robert Petkoff, Joe Morton, Simon Jones, Ewan Morton, Nicola Barber, and Philip Goodrich. Tom Stoppard by Hermione Lee, read by Stephen Crossley. Tony Hillerman by James Morris McGrath, read by George Goodell. You Don't Belong Here by Elizabeth Becker, read by Lisa Flanagan. And Facing the Mountain, a true story of Japanese American heroes in World War II by Daniel James Brown and read by our guest, Louis Azawa. So glad you're here to talk with us today, Louis. Thank you for having me. Well, let's talk about Facing the Mountain. What is this audiobook about? Well, this is an epic story about uh, four men and their families and how they were torn apart by the events of World War II, uh, the four Japanese-American men, I should say, were the, the main focus of the story. But Daniel J. Brown chronicles the lives of many, many more people within this book. Uh, the story begins just prior to uh, Pearl Harbor and then goes all the way through the war and then even after the war as well. So it really spans a long period, pretty much the whole lives of these uh, young men and Oh, absolutely. And even, you know, gives you a sense of uh, a bit of context on how the first Japanese Americans kind of started to immigrate to the United States. It's well-researched and um, more than anything, one of the most heartfelt kind of history books you'll read out there. I agree. It was a spectacular listening. So tell me a little bit about how your family or background contributed to what you, how you prepared for this audiobook. Well, I'm Japanese American, but I'm what's known in the Japanese community as Nisei. So my my parents immigrated to the United States. My father is ethnically Taiwanese, but he met my mother in Japan and they moved to the United States and had me. And so I grew up a kind of very East Coast, you know, late 20th century kind of upbringing. Um, So 
actually, uh, you know, we had close friends of the family that kind of experienced were second and third generation already at the time and had been through the camps. And so they were always kind of in the back of my mind, but I, I'd never really, you know, these weren't the kind of things as a young child that I could ask my friend's parents. So there was nothing really that could prepare me for the emotional journey that this book would take me down. Mm. But you also, uh, you spoke Japanese, you probably still speak Japanese. Oh, yes, yes. So <laughs> yeah. that that was actually pretty pivotal because of all the Japanese names and all the Japanese words that are involved, um, the pronunciation, that was all kind of fluid for me and easy, uh, not easy, but I should say that was natural for me. And um, I guess that, that would be my preparation. Hmm. So it, it's interesting because uh, Facing the Mountain is both a history of this period, but they were really the biographies of uh, the soldiers and their families. And, and one conscientious objector. That is, that is true. Correct. Right. There were lots of characters, but not a lot of dialogue. So how did you, how do you... Think about those those different characters and giving them a color, mm -hmm. uh, a portrait without the dialogue. Yeah, like you said, there was no dialogue, but the way he had drawn up these characters and the way he had kind of um, brought them to life, it was, strangely enough, it was more about their emotional life, their inner lives that uh, informed, I guess, the performance, you would say. Mm -hmm. I didn't really give that much thought to giving them different voices if that makes any mm -hmm. sense it's 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 a kind of a a little thing of taste i guess but um you know i, I have to give a lot of credit to our director and um you know she she really is fantastic and this is the second time we've worked together and it's really a great collaboration and and i think i think really i i, I did guide their kind of inner lives kind of help organically guide my performance well, I think that that's what it sounded like, that you were really connected with them, and that came across in what we hear as listeners. There was um, there were quite a few moments, very early on in the book even, where I had to stop, actually, and couldn't continue because it was too moving for me to continue. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... I don't, you know, my my ancestors uh, weren't Japanese American, but they were Japanese, and my my mother and her family, and my father's family were affected by World War II. So this was, you know, from I was hearing the story from another perspective, mm. but um, th there were kind of emotional ties to me. I'm sure. Is there something specific that? has really stayed with you from the whole impact of, of facing the mountain? Well, it's a very timely story, I think. It seems that um, we are starting to lose our history in, in America. And as we kind of propel ourselves forward into the future, we lose these stories. And these um, Densho, which is the organization which has chronicled all these kind of oral histories from these dying, um, these, you know, mostly men because they were the soldiers, but also the women, um, the survivors of the camps, uh, the, the concentration camps and the war. These, this is a generation that, you know, the, the, the last, there's only a few remaining survivors at this point. And so their stories are 
quickly um, disappearing. Well, at least, I mean, their their oral histories are. Mm. And so to have a to have a book like this to pay tribute to their lives and to etch it into writing is in this moment in time is so relevant and so poignant. So I I completely agree. We're delighted to have this uh, audiobook as part of our best of the year. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was a pleasure. Thank you. Well, we've been talking about Facing the Mountain, a true story of Japanese-American heroes in World War II by Daniel James Brown with Louis Ozawa. This has been a special Best of the Year episode of Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Support today for this podcast comes from Oasis Family Media, publishers of Oasis Audio, Paperback Classics, and Hollywoodland Audiobooks. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please stay tuned right here all week, for we have more chats with narrators of, of some of the best audiobooks in 2021. And do check our social media as we post these conversations and videos with audiobook narrators. So the full list, if you're interested, of all the best audiobooks of the year from Audiophile can be found at audiophilemagazine.com. This is Robin Witten. Thanks for listening.